Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, the podcast that inspires heart-first living. This is where you'll get practical tools to reduce stress, inspire creative action, and energize your personal growth momentum, along with ways to apply these tools. And now, here's your host, Deborah Rosman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, inspiring forward movement and heart-powered intention. I'm Deborah Rosman, your host, and our January Ad Heart podcast topic is to add heart to our interconnectivity. You know, here's we start right now, the January 2022 new year. It's all about how do we inspire people to get along with each other more? How do we handle the seemingly unsolvable separations and polarizations that we see between people and groups on the news, perhaps in our own families or workplaces. There's so much of that and it will require an amplification of the collective heart to really help lift us to another level. And that amplification is actually happening and occurring throughout the planet, even though we may not hear about it on the news. More people are waking up to that we are all interconnected. And in fact, the coronavirus that has permeated the whole globe, climate change, which affects all people, all countries, extreme weather events, and an uncertain future that's affecting us all are waking us up to our interdependence with each other and with nature. So my guest today is Irvin Laszlo, a systems scientist, Nobel Peace Prize nominee, founder director of the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research, and more credentials, I couldn't possibly list all of them. But what I really appreciate is through his research, he's come to the same conclusion that the awakening of the collective heart is key to a healthy future for humanity. And he's the author or co-author of over 100 books that have been translated into 24 languages. Welcome, Urban. I'm so grateful that you've been able to join us. Debbie, it's wonderful to be with you. Urban, could you explain to us as simply as you can, since most of our listeners aren't scientists or understand systems research, how, through your research and the systems and the quantum field, how can that help us How did you come to understand through that, that the heart is a transmitter of information to the world? That's a pretty powerful statement. And how does the heart enable us to know that all things have to work together? Almost by default, because there is not anything else available to do this kind of transmission. The brain is a filter. The brain relies on the five sensory organs, the exteroceptive organs. And what can, those organs are only responding to a very limited frequency range. So for the eye and the ear and the touch and, and taste, etc. So, but, but on the other hand, we know and we experience that we are picking up information way be, beyond these limited frequencies. Now, something must be picking it up. In, in the quantum world, in the world of quantum physics, the body is not a passive material thing. 
it's a receiver and transmitter, a transceiver of information, because there is nothing in the world that would be just empty space and inert matter. Neither the one nor the other exists. What there seems to be, according to the latest quantum sciences, the current wisdom in the sciences, is a unified field in which all things that appear are vibrations at particular amplitudes, phases, and frequencies. And what we think, see as material bodies are actually particularly in-phase vibrations. What we hear as sounds are likewise coherent vibrations. So we ourselves are a vibrating body, an entity. And this entity is constantly in touch with, is constantly hooked into, linked with all the other vibrations in the universe. Of course, no, we don't pick all up all of it. It would be impossible. But what we do is what vibrations that are coherent with our perceptive organs, they appear to us. And we try to make some sense of it. In the old paradigm, in the old way of thinking, by old I mean, you know, even 40, 50 years ago, it was mainstream science, is that everything is a material body. All things are material bodies, I should say. And they are all connected only through mechanistic laws of, of gravitation and the other laws of nature, push and pull laws, basically. And there is no further significant connection. What has changed is so tremendously changed is that now in the new concept, the world is not a passive sphere of material bodies moving mechanically, not at all. The world is a vibrationary field, call it the Akashic field, call it the unified quantum field, call it Tao, you know, there are many names that you have given it. But this unified field is actually a vibrational field, a vibratory field, and we, all things are connected through it. We don't pick up all of it, we pick up some, as I mentioned, that are coherent with our, our receptive, our, our, our brain and body, but much, much more is picked up. We know this for a fact because we have the experiments. Much more is picked up than the five sensory organs would allow mm -hmm. us to pick up. So what? Something must be picked up. That's why I say by default. Then now we know, you know, by experiment that the heart is an extremely sensitive organ. It vibrates in tune with the world around it. it. It vibrates according to what is going on in the body and beyond the body. So if there is something picking up information beyond the range of the senses, then it must be, simply must be the heart. Mm. And in the experiments that you carry on at the Heart Math Institute, and many other quantum experiments, but particularly the tremendous work that you are doing at that institute, show that indeed this supposition is not wrong, not mistaken. The heart does indeed pick up information. You can talk about what kind of information, but the fact is no other organ, no other possibility for the body to pick up that information which we know it picks up, except by through the heart. So we should revalue, reconceptualize what we mean by the heart. It's I much know. more, much more than a heartbeat organ. It's an organ of significant information input and output. 
Thank you for that very clear explanation. Of course, you know, having been involved with HeartMath myself since early, since 1990 and before we started the HeartMath Institute, one of the things we all talked about then is how in meditation or people talk about the heart throughout history. And I used to teach meditation to children in public schools years ago. And I'd ask them, who they are, point to themselves, and they'd all point to the heart. Nobody would point to their head. And that's where we feel. We feel our sense of being. And the heart, the feeling heart, as almost a sensory vibration in itself that modulates the heart rhythm, the heartbeat rhythm in the physical heart. That's been a lot of the HeartMath Institute research, but it's wonderful that people are connecting with that more. They're feeling more, especially at this lockdown of the coronavirus, we keep hearing from people that there was no place to go. They had to go deeper to their feeling, to their core values, to what does life really mean? What do they really want? Now that of course, a lot of people are blocked and got depressed and anxious and still are, but so many people connected to a deeper level, which I find very inspiring and hopeful. In your work, you talk to and connect with so many people. Do you see signs of more heart opening or an amplification of the collective heart occurring throughout the planet? I see an amplification of connection. Amplification also of intuition, Mm. something that comes from deeper. I see people using more than just their brain. And young people say that we are committed to un- unconditional love, for example. Yeah. Very significant, very significant concept. Just love people around you and nature, the world all together. Not because it, it gives you in exchange something, but because you are part of it. And that is a phenomenon. That is the new paradigm, the, the new culture. I can also use a more simpler word or or term for this, the mindset. The mindset is changing from a mechanistic, materialistic, fractional, and infractioned mindset to a more connected mindset in which there is connection. Now, as I said, if there is connection and it's beyond the brain, it must be through the heart. And this idea open your heart so you can know the world, so you can meet the other people around you, open your heart. It's not a metaphor, it's something real. If you can actually concentrate as as you do in your experiments at the Institute, concentrate on the heart, you can create an opening between the heart, not only between your heart and your brain, but also your heart and other hearts. This heart-brain coherence, as you mentioned, as you, as you work with, there's also heart-heart coherence. Yes. And I think this heart-to-heart coherence is probably becoming more and more a significant factor as we try to find our way and knowing that we are not alone, that we can together perhaps perceive, re- receive information. I use information in a very general sense in which it's sort of any signal that comes to us, anything meaningful is information. 
and we can access information in that sense, which is way beyond what we could expect, access purely by rational means through the sensory organs. So I think the future lies with opening our heart, finding our oneness, deepening our love, and therefore living together on this planet as if we were one family, because we are. Absolutely. You know, you talk about information and what I've experienced through my practice of heart-based techniques and tools, and certainly hear from others, is that information comes to us as intuition. You know, it's not logic necessarily, although it can be, it can make sense, but the intuition of energetic sensitivity, where we're picking up the vibrations of others, but we're also inspired, or we can feel when they're down, the empathy, compassion increasing. So that confirms our connection with each other on an energetic level. And then the intuitive information, when the heart and brain are in sync, or heart to heart, with others, we sometimes just like a mom and a baby picks up what the baby needs because of the hearts are in sync. If we can do that with each other more, then we can come up with more of that intuitive understanding of how to facilitate each other and how to draw in from the intuitive field or the quantum field, like you say, new creativity, new solutions for climate change, for other problems for economic inequities, all of the things that the heart, once we recognize our independence, would want to see or fulfill. And of course, we see this tremendous polarization in the world. We see people waking up and trying to create that. And then we see the fear base separations getting stronger as well. And I do believe or feel from what we see that the heart, the collective heart awakening, or that love, as you say, is a stronger vibration and will, over time, lift the planet. How do you see that polarity or that relationship? Do you see a lot of hope on the horizon for that heart awakening into that quantum field? You see... I have just published yesterday a little blog through IONS, Institute of Noetic Sciences, which says the force is with you. You know, the, the, the Star Wars saying, may the yeah. force be with you. And I say the force is with you because there is this force of binding people together. Yes. Force that converts, that actually makes this universe one of an evolving wholeness-oriented, wholeness-oriented system, a field in which wholeness-oriented, oneness-oriented entities are emerging. The simplest atom, the hydrogen atom, is already a highly complex integration of, of neutrons and positrons, on, on, on protons and electrons. And, and this gets more and more complicated when you go to molecules and macromolecules and cells and living organisms and entire ecologists. All of this is really a coherent system. And the system we can access somehow, access the information from it, because we are part of it. We are ourselves, ourselves these coherent, complex systems, that we can access it through a means of picking it up 
slow means of receiving it. And this receiving is through the heart, but appears to us, as you say, through intuition. Now I can quote no less an authority than Einstein, who said intuition is more important than rationality. Mm. He said all scientific breakthroughs in scientific theory are based on a first intuition, on a glancing, on a glimpsing of what the, really the question is, the problem is, and which way to deal with it, how to, how to find one's way through it. And then comes the working it out rationally. But if you are right way or the wrong way, that shows. That I can tell you from my own experience. When I work on a problem, on a problem, try to articulate it. If, I, if everything feels right, everything goes, then I continue. It feels that it just doesn't work out, I drop it. Right. Because I feel that I'm not alone in, in working this out. I have this help, I have this guidance, which is my intuition through the field, through the quantum field, through the Akashic field. This, this intuition is coming to me and I have to listen to it. The force is coming through intuition to us. You know? So the force be with you, I think it is with us. You know, I, I want to click on something you said. It's you have this feeling like a feeling antenna. If it's flowing, you know it means go. And if it doesn't flow, you know it means pause or stop until some other information comes in. And that's, you know, again, what we teach in heart math is very similar. What people can do and the listeners can do day to day is as you focus on your heart and you proceed your interactions with feelings of care or love or kindness or compassion, you're actually bringing your heart rate rhythm into a coherent waveform. So that helps you couple with coherence on the quantum field and nature so you can access more of that flow state or what we call heart intuition. And then it is like one of those red, yellow, green, I look at it that way, uh, stoplights. You know, green is go and yellow is pause and wait and red is don't, you know, stop, you know. And the heart really does give me those signals, just like you're saying. And it's through our feeling world. So as we tune more to our heart's voice or our heart's feelings, we can get more of those signals. And that's what hooks us or connects us to that intuitive guidance. We call it the heart's intuitive guidance. And I think it's so powerful that people always have that. And sometimes we go in and out listening to it, but we can get so stuck up in the head that we don't always reconnect with the heart, revisit and, you know, recalibrate there to see how we want to reboot our inner operating system, our inner computer throughout the day, just like we reboot our, our workplace computer. So feeling is so important because it's what tunes us to the field from my experience. Feeling it's right. Feeling ourselves be one, or be part of and not other. Yeah. I think the new quantum theory will tell you that there is no, nothing other than us, yeah. nothing other than this kind of evolving, coherent, complex system. Therefore, there's nothing fundamentally different. A rock is just in a different form. It's an extreme yeah. case, of course, but already the lichen that, that, that grows on the rock, yeah. already the, the simplest forms of life 
are manifesting this oneness, this, this, this coherence. Coherence is the most remarkable thing about this universe, that it is coherent, that we are coherent. Now, we have been neglecting it because we don't think about it. The mainstream culture doesn't think much about coherence, just think about furthering its own interests, right. whether it's monetary or influence or power or, or, or whatever. But coherence with the whole field around us is something which we can learn from the new sciences. And we can learn that it's a secret that's the key to creating a livable, a sustainable world. We have to become more coherent with each other and with the world around us. And the way we do this is to open up our heart. That's what, that's not new. I mean, forgive me for saying that, but what you're doing, no, it's you're, not. you're, it's you're discovering something that's been around for thousands of years. So much the better. Because now you're showing it experimentally and rationally, articulately right. also, that what has been in purely intuitive before has a good, very solid basis in experiment. It's what, the, what, the, what the Eastern religions have been saying is, you know, let go, empty your heart, empty your head, empty your consciousness, empty your mind, and then you can go, go down deeper. When you empty your mind, this chatter this in, in the brain, then what you get, what you feel, is a deeper signal, is a deeper information. And that deeper information is picked up, not by the sensory organs, but by your heart. There's nothing else that could pick it up. As I said, it's a default, but it's absolutely convincing. convincing. We, are, we are people who are dependent on our heart. We are beings of the heart. And that every, every living system is that. But we have discovered this, disregarded this, and we thought we are beings of the of the brain. We are more beings of the heart than of the brain. That's right. You know, like you said, it's been in every culture, every native tradition, Eastern religions, the Vedas, even the Bible, you know, the Western Bible talks about love, talks about be still and know. Um, every religion. One of the reasons that we decided to start the HeartMath Institute was to see if we could find the physiological correlations in the heart, because we felt like rather than just another religion or philosophy, which hasn't changed the world, it's created more separation. My way is the right way. We helped hope that science would open more people to our interconnection, to our fact that we're all one, like you're saying. So we focused on our research to see if we could find the heart, brain, nervous system coherence and connections. And that's what was first published in the American Journal of Cardiology in 1995 and showing the connection between feeling and the heart. And that was our intention because we were all meditators who started, we helped Doc Childry, our founder, launch HeartMath Institute, but we felt the world needed scientific validation, experimentation, like you're saying, to have masses of people realize what we're talking about and be able to get past the separations. So it's still a big need on the planet for sure. It's not going to happen overnight or even in our lifetime, but our little contribution is intended to help facilitate this. It's a very, very important contribution. And you can show it because it's a fact. This is not just speculation. 
I myself have taken many times part in experiments. There are groups of people who are even in different parts of the city or even in different cities or different countries are meditating at the same time. Yes. They were hooked up to the same system where it looks at the EEG pattern, the electroencephalograph pattern of the brain. And what happens is these experienced meditators, when they meditate at the same time, even though they have no sensory input, they become coherent. The the, the EEG patterns become synchronized up to 95, 96% synchronization, whereas in the natural normal state, there is a zero synchronization or sometimes even in the the negative. So something is happening and there is proof for that. I think all of our our world today shows the lack of coherence, the, the disregard of coherence having the negative effect and shows the need for more coherence. The way to coherence is to go to your deeper feelings, to your deeper intuitions. And the agent, the vehicle for that, the key to that is, as usual, which is so and so important, our heart. Absolutely. Well, you know, our Global Coherence Initiative research found people similar as what you're saying, non-locally, doing the heart meditation at the same time, their heart rate variability synchronized at a slow wave rhythm and synchronized with an earth rhythm. So it, our f- hypothesis is that the synchronization up here in the EEG is really a communication from the heart to the brain and that we're synchronized in the heart through heart rate variability through the frequencies in the heart rhythm. So exciting research, a lot more to come. Let's close now with doing for all of us together who's listening to this, a heart meditation. Let's actually do what we're talking about. So we can each practice this heart meditation during the next month to add heart to our personal intentions day to day to release separations we may feel with people in our lives or groups and awaken and amplify our heart connection with all of humanity, with nature and the universe. So let's focus our attention on the heart. And as you do that, slow your breathing to a nice, even heart-focused breathing. In through the heart and out through the heart. And breathe in a feeling of gratitude or appreciation that you have for someone or something in your life person, a pet, a place in nature to help you connect more deeply with your heart. Now, as you continue that heart-focused breathing, the feeling of gratitude or appreciation, feel that experience radiating from your heart. Radiate that feeling of appreciation or gratitude to other people in your life that you care about to amplify that feeling of connection.
Now ask yourself as you're doing this, where do you feel separate from someone or group of people? Knowing that's rampant throughout the world. And just add some heart to that connection. Have compassion for yourself and the other. As we radiate that heart energy of compassionate care to that person or group, knowing in our heart of hearts that we are all connected, just visualize that heart energy, that coherent heart energy of love, helping to dissolve energetic separation. Now let's visualize co-creating a reservoir of collective heart energy that we can each tap into as needed over the next month to amplify our heart intentions, release separation and our heart meditations and radiations to help awaken the heart of humanity to our interconnectedness. It's up to us and what we do day to day. Now let's close by taking a moment to hold in our hearts with compassion and care all people who are experiencing hardships, trauma, sadness, or other stressful challenges through these transitional times. Just radiate our compassion into the field. Thank you so much for participating and co-creating that heart meditation with me and with Irvin and with all of us, because the more we do that together, the more we impact the field with more heart and love and coherence. Irvin, any last words for our listeners? Well, let's wake up and realize that we are wise. We have the wisdom. It's in us. We have to discover it or rediscover it. Wake up to who we really are, a connected part of an evolving system that's moving towards coherence. Mm. Let's help to move towards coherence by being coherence, coherent ourselves. What you're doing helps us to do that. And it's a wonderful thing that needs to be duplicated all over the world. It, we are waking up to it and you're showing you're having the key to help us do it, help us be the thought 
the intuition that we feel. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for joining me today, Irvin. And, and thank you, everybody. Um, I hope you have a truly heart-connected new year. And now you have some tools to get back to that when you feel disconnected. We're all learning and growing. And just to have a wonderful, happy new year. Thank you for participating in this January Ad Heart podcast. And Next month's Ad Heart podcast will launch on Tuesday, February 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Ad Heart podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch the latest episodes. If you're wanting even more heart-inspired content, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn. Look for HeartMath and also the HeartMath Institute Both organizations are committed to helping activate the heart of humanity.